Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Stronghold. My name is Sean, and I would like to offer my sincere apologies for the long winter hiatus. It's been too long, I know, but I'd like to thank you for sticking with us as we get back to a more regular release schedule and return to our three confused heroes and their adventures in... this new place? Before we get back into the action, however, I think that it is truly important this time to remind ourselves what happened last time on Stronghold, when our heroes found themselves still trapped in this new and exceedingly strange forest, slowly starting to go mad. As Freddy investigated and learned that every single thing in the forest was suffused with the aura of conjuration magic, Thomas tried every trick in the book to try and navigate through this place, all to no avail. Meanwhile, Draman remained racked with the trauma of Thomas's thoughts and memories, and in an attempt to help him sleep and recover from the mental strain, Freddy conjured an illusion of Lynn so powerful that it seemed to take on her personality, and she helped lull him into sleep. With that emergency squared away, Freddy then transformed Thomas to a giant size to see over the tops of trees, where he saw nothing, just an endless sea of the same cookie-cutter trees one after another. And when Draman finally woke up, they made the decision to just pick a direction and started walking. After only a few minutes, though, they found themselves on a long, straight avenue of trees, leading to a mysterious building in the distance. And now, after a brief brush with the fletchings of an arrow mid-flight, and an introduction to some rather odd elves, Draman, Freddy, and Thomas approach this so-called manor on the hill. Okay, so you are following Thomas and the group up to... I guess so. ...the manor? Yeah. As you approach the manor... Uh, Why are there so many quotes around that? As you approach, quote, 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 <laughs> the manor, quote, 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 yeah, that's right. It's six quotations deep. The building itself is probably 200 to 250 feet tall. It looks to be made out of living trees, or one very large living tree that forms a very tight glade. On the inside, it doesn't feel appreciably different from the outside. There's still the sensation of the ghost wind. It's still the same temperature. As you enter into a, an enormous main room, along the the trunks of these trees, there are individual staircases that go up to platforms at numerous different levels. Nothing is laid out in a manner that makes particular sense, and neither this enormous room down here, which is carpeted with grass and roofed over with branches and leaves, serves a a really definable purpose. They're just places and you can see places like like entire normal size buildings built into the trees what would be considered the walls of 
this palace at different levels all around. Observation decks, bedrooms, lounges. And in some of them there are figures, and in many of them there are not. And the whole thing is lit up with these magical lanterns, like nothing you've ever seen before. The lights are yellowy-orange, but still somehow it comes across as a very cold place. And in the middle of this great big room on the ground level, strewn about with smaller saplings and places to sit and sleep and eat, there is the archer and his group of followers, his courtiers, just in the middle. And he is reclining, idly strumming an instrument. Next to him, there is a plate of fruit. And the courtiers are spread about on their own seats, couches, beds, on the ground, in the branches of trees. And they talk amongst themselves, murmuring somewhat indistinctly. None of them seem to notice him, though. And he definitely does not notice any of the three of you. Okay. This is weird. Well, um, yeah, yeah. This place and everything that's led to it has been pretty weird. We're in kind of a weird situation right now. Uh, Thomas, you're our party face for this interaction. You know these people. Great. Which one is the archer? It's not hard to make out. It's the one with the bow. Is it that guy over there? Yes. All right, let's go introduce ourselves so he can see us again. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. I'm going to walk up and give him another deep bow. Say, these are... It's like, hello again. This is my companions i like how thomas is all of a sudden so polite because i almost died from a magic bow <laughs> you should have been almost shot a long yeah. time ago <laughs> you got an arrow curved around your head you're all of a sudden a lot more well, no because I, I want the bow <laughs> oh hello i'm sorry i i didn't quite see you until just now how do you do good and i'm thomas we you invited us to your manor and these are my companions Dramen, Freddy, and Snack. Of course, of course. It is very good to see all of you. And don't worry about Pierre. She's not important. Oh, of course. We can't forget her. Oh, you can. She's forgettable. I take a deep bow as he introduces me. He he lazily flicks one hand up at you uh, in acknowledgement of your bow. Okay. And he says, I'm so glad that you could come and join us. Uh, we are just enjoying some refreshments. Please, uh, help yourselves. And you notice that there are indeed plates laden with food and pitchers filled with drink on a number of surfaces, tables, what have you, around you. Some just sitting on the ground. All of it looks impeccably fresh. Thank you so much. Suspicious. I would like to, if I can, ask for your name. Oh, my name, is it? Hmm. 
Well, I've had quite a few over the years, and I know that you humans don't do well with the long-winded elven story names, do you? They don't make any sense. Well, I've always quite liked the sound of Phanthalus. History check. How does that strike you? History check. I want to see if I know the name from any, like, folklores. Okay, go ahead. What was his name again? Phanthalus. Phanthalus. F-A-N-T-H-A-L-I-S-S. Phanthalus. Phanthalus. What'd you get? We're still in the forest. Um, just so you know, everything that you roll, you get disadvantage on. You specifically, okay. Thomas. You have a bag full of cursed oh, oh, witch yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a whole list of like, curses that you have. It's actually lucky that all you have is disadvantage. Oh, no. He's got more than that. That's just... Oh, that's a four. You don't know. No. You've never heard... Fantasy. What's history? Yeah. <laughs> What's a history? I got a whole bag full of cursed gold. <laughs> All right, so you have disadvantage on all ability checks and saving throws. If you attack one of the witches, you get disadvantage against them. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's relevant. Why? No, I'm just telling, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listing the curses. <laughs> but why is that relevant, Sean? Because that cat's coming okay. to get you, dog. While cursed, uh, in combat, you make a wisdom saving throw at the start of every turn. If you don't succeed, then you don't do anything on your turn. Um, and if you fight the witches, you take an extra 1d8 necrotic damage for every time they hit you. Get magic red. or not magic. Get rid of that you bag. To, <laughs> teach you to red. steal from everybody. You get, eat the whole you thing. get all the curses in the potential curse list. Does he know that he's cursed? No. You just feel bad. Can I see the magic coming out of the bag? Um, Does it look it, like I mean, bad it's on voodoo? You now. It's not coming out of the bag. It's on you. Oh. Can anyone else see get it? Get wrecked. Um, <laughs> get wrecked. <laughs> right now, uh, it, the sort of just ambient magic is so intense. And I guess I should have mentioned, I could have mentioned that when Freddy did his uh, detect magic. But maybe one of the curses is not detectable by detect magic. <laughs> so you are so cursed. You're so cursed. Do you have anything to break curses? No. Ah. Yes. You, do you know your curse? Probably not. No. Yeah, I have removed curse, and I could prepare it, but I that would be too metagamey. I would have no reason yeah. to prepare. None of us know your curse. Curse. So as gifts, <laughs> fanfulness. No, too like metagamey. To, I'd like to offer you some some gold. Colin is always trying to metagame. Too metagamey. Hey. I'm going to offer him some gifts. You said I'm already cursed, so the items aren't cursed, right? Uh, No, that's not how cursed items work. It's one... While they are in your possession, you are cursed. Hmm. Um, You don't know that you're cursed. That's why I'm going to offer him some gifts. I'm... You weren't about I to do that until that you, you found out. I don't know you would have done that before knowing about the curse. Well, plural. All right, so, like, my thing is, I'm not trying to get rid of the curse. Mm-hmm. Me offering him if he he could probably see that they're cursed, mm-hmm. and he would probably have a reaction to it. He probably Sean is probably going to start giving you curses and not telling you about it. Yeah, 
but he mm. wouldn't. He wasn't anywhere close to doing that before we found. Yeah, out I don't. His curse. I don't. That doesn't sound like a Thomas thing to do in this situation. <laughs> I am unconvinced. Colin, roll insight. Sean or deception. Sean, <laughs> roll insight and use your real world modifiers. <laughs> Um, no, we're not doing cursed gifts right now. Um, <laughs> you've been offered refreshments. Oh, I definitely take some drinks. All right. Um, I'm okay. going to politely decline. Okay. He says, whatever to make you the most comfortable we can. In my mind, I'm saying, yeah, definitely poison. I nudge <laughs> Thomas a little bit. Ask him if there's a way out of here. All right. So, my companion would like to know if there's a way out of here. A way out of where? Out of this forest. Yeah. Well, oh, of course. You are out of the forest now, aren't you? You're up here. Oh, uh, back in my back to Addo. Back to Addo. Now that is quite a long ways away, isn't it? Been a long time since I've been to Addo. It feels like a long time since we've been to Addo. Indeed. We were stuck in uh, Elfland, as I like to politely call it. They never told us the name of their... It can feel that way, can't it, when you are so far away from home. Time away from home just takes longer, doesn't it? Strange place with strange people, strange customs, strange smells and sights and sounds. Yes. And he seems to drift off a bit. And in a moment, he starts plucking the strings on his instrument once again. Tunelessly, no melody, just a note here and a note there. I had uh, some questions about your bow. I'm sorry, what was that? We were talking about being uh, far away from your home. Who was? All of us. Oh, you are? Yes. Oh, where do you come from? Addo. Ah. <laughs> it's quite a ways away from here, isn't it? It is. And you're talking about the strange sights, smells, and sounds. Oh, Addo has a lot of those. Did yes. you just, like, quick save and go, like, what just <laughs> happened? <laughs> Like, what? what is... I'm speed rolling through <laughs> the options. That? I'm going through the speech options fast this time. <laughs> no middleman now. Like you, can, you don't get a chance to talk. I'm going all the way. I've done this before. Hey, 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 this hey, is hey, hey. Like, I know my Shut options. Shut up, Kapora Kapora. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hit B uh, at the end when you're supposed to A. You're like, no! <laughs> I gotta go. Turn it off, turn it back on. Let's start over. <laughs> yeah, pull the cartridge out. Let's fuck this shit. We're not doing it. <laughs> I'm playing Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh my god yeah so we were talking about that and then it seemed like you just faded out of the conversation or you were lost in thought and then you went back to playing the instrument oh i i am so sorry to oh, hear no. that. it's it's nothing well it's a pleasure to meet you welcome to my manor please and you are... enjoy the refreshments and you look around and now there are more plates of fruit and more pitchers of drink so i have a question is this your home or have you come from another place yes anyway yes to which question both okay and is there a way to get to addo from here 
okay. Yes. <laughs> Would you mind showing us or telling us so we could reach that destination? You just have to go through the right door, I suppose. Can you show us the right door? I'm not sure I remember. It's it's hard, you know. I have been Can you point us to any door? Well, they're all just, you know, over there. And he points down the avenue. They're in the woods? Yes. There is I guess you've I forget sometimes that nobody is really from here, are they? So even back in the beginning, it was a little confusing for me, but there are only two directions here. You can go towards here, or you can go towards there. Are we in Dr. Seuss? This is some, no, this is some Alice in Wonderland shit. You better rewind it, Mad Hatter, because I need some real directions. You better start giving me the tea that you've been drinking so I understand. <laughs> Weird. We are not about to have this. Pass me the blunt so I can be on the same plane of existence. Where's the caterpillar? Like you just like, right. Yeah. Like, oh, pass the yeah, pass me the hookah so I can understand. No, you just you are here, so you go there and then you go then you're here. The door. Right? No. You go there to be here so you can go over there. Who's on first? No. <laughs> It's like a line. All right. You can go one way or the other way. Wait, hold on. So we're in a two-dimensional world now. No, because you can see all around you, but you can only go one direction. I don't know what a dimension That's is. That's what a second dimension would look like. Uh, okay. All right. Neither do I. <laughs> Forget this conversation ever happened. Right. Um, you so, didn't see anything. So and have... fades <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. Hey, Quick hey, thing. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right, so I have a few questions about your archery. It was pretty spectacular. Oh, well, thank you for saying so. Is it the bow that can curve the arrows, or was that all skill? <laughs> Is the archer really ever responsible for anything? I think, I think it's the arrow that goes where it wants to go, and we really enable it to go there. Could you teach me how to do that with my arrows? I don't see why not. Well, go out and practice. Just keep shooting arrows. And then one day I can just bend them to my will? Yeah, that sounds about right. What are you, Mr. Miyagi now? <laughs> <laughs> wax on, wax off. Listen. Um, you can catch a fly with your chopsticks, then you can bend the then arrow. You can bend to an arrow. Your... So what you're telling me is if I will it strong enough, I can make my arrows. No. No, 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 no. And you see that all the courtiers their their voices get a little harsher, like they are all a little bit angry right now. And he says I think that this is the greatest deficiency in archery today. Everyone needs to know that he sounds like a he sounds like a boomer talking to him. <laughs> like all you youngins and your arrows. This is Sean's character. And your cross, you and your crossbows. Back in my day, we only had bows. <laughs> no one 
can can surpass the will of an arrow in flight. It knows where it will end up, and everything else just happens around it. You need to you need to get to the point where you can understand that. It's the arrow, it's not you. So listen to the arrow. Enable the arrow. And let it loose in the direction it wants to go. Exactly. That's why they say, loose the arrow. I think I understand a little bit better. Of course. Do you really? He does. I, I believe I do. I'm going to start talking. It just sounded like a bunch of gibberish to me. You obviously don't have a high enough intelligence. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> this is a conversation for intellectuals. That cannot be a sentence that Thomas, <laughs> that Thomas just tried to say. Yes. No. Yes. You can't put those words together. Yes, I can. There's no way. Doesn't that sound uh, like someone that's dumb enough just to know what those words are? Like, he knows how to say the words, but he doesn't understand what they mean. You know what I mean? Intellectuals uh, is just smart people. Yeah, that's what he... It's so. what smart people call themselves. Right. right. He thinks he's an intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> Tips is fedora, my lady, <laughs> my arrows. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Playing the violin. Oh my dude, goodness. I think that's the scariest shit I've ever seen. Him dead staring into the camera like he's <laughs> trying to murder someone as he's sawing onto the violin. So, um, it's very nice to meet you. Uh. It seems that this world exists uh, in a a set of rules that are unfamiliar to us. Um, we've had difficulty existing as normal uh, in this in this world, and we're a little lost as to as to where to go. Can you? Provide maybe some guidance on what this is. Well, as I think Pierre has probably told you, this is the land of the fairies. Isn't it, Pierre? And Pierre does not say a thing. And she merely cowers behind your legs, Draman, trying to make herself as small as possible behind your, you know, admittedly bulky frame. Pierre, I knew you. I knew you were no good. Got some explaining to do. She told you all of this. Um, so this is the land of the fairies. Are you a fairy? Why, yes, I am. And is everyone else here fairies? These are your people? These are my people. There are not very many fairies, though. So I feel that we have accidentally happened upon a place, your home, that we maybe should not be. And we apologize for that. Oh, I don't mind at all. There's enough space here for all of us. There's enough space here for everyone. 
we don't want to be here. That's part of the concerning part. Um, we've had some difficulty with magic. Um, that's yes, that's understandable. Don't worry. I went through the exact same thing when I first arrived. What you, you need to remember is that this place is nothing but magic. And everything you knew about how to control it before is so small compared to what there is here now. It is not how to make things big enough. It is how to make things small enough. You didn't used to be here? No, no, nothing used to be here. I stumbled upon this place so you're before saying, there were humans, even. So you're saying that we're now fairies? No. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Are no. you the first fairy? That's that's close enough. Can I become a fairy? No. Why not? You'll die. You don't know that? I do know that. Let's do it. Do what? Turn me into a fairy. Can't be done. Why not? I don't make people fairies. How do they become fairies? Oh my god. <laughs> Just being in here long enough, I suppose. How long <laughs> does it take to become a fairy? Well, there's not exactly time in here, but time on the outside does pass, and much time on the outside will pass. Like I said, I found this place before there were even humans. Before there were humans anywhere, let alone in Eidoron. Before there was an Eidoron. Hmm. Are you God? <laughs> no, but I did know them. Wow. So... The people that we actually met, the yeah, Tabuta I have to gif. sit down. I sit down. <laughs> so the Tabuta gift, they down. actually are elves, right? Yes, and um, they are what you humans call. They are the inspiration, might be the better way to put it for elves. And um, then Radowin is a dwarf. Again, correct. Thomas is so vindicated right now. Told you, I told you guys, <laughs> I told you. Oh, is this the never-ending forest? Is this where the um, Tabuta Gift, when they go for a walk? No. This is where the Tabuta Gift, who go for walks, end up when they fall in between the cracks. It's like, imagine, imagine a portal between two worlds, between Eidoron and Elfland. I found it between the world of the giants and the world of the elves. And imagine when you're passing through and you get halfway in between one world and the other, imagine taking a left and walking that way. This is where you end up. How did we get here then? Oh, because I and other fairies have figured out how to make easier doors. You see, we're in between places, so we're actually very close so you, to everything. you brought us here on purpose. No. He just made the door and we fell into it. Doors are doors at this point open on their own. And you didn't want to tell us any of this when we were 
first got here. You just got here. You are first got here. This is now. <laughs> you are first got here. My head hurts My so brain. much right now. <laughs> All right. So what you're saying is, we just got here, even though we've been here for like a day. Well, you just got here. All right. <laughs> and he, point, he points to the current location. That's not here in the fairy realm. That's neither here nor there. And if you answer with some esoteric bullshit, we're throwing hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> I immediately back up. I'm no longer part of this group. I did not, did not find you in the woods. You came to me here. What about Pierre? Pierre could have told us this whole time. Pierre knows nothing. That's that's Pierre's like mean. seventy years old. What does she know? Nothing. A lot more She's than a us. Child. Do you know Pierre? No. How do you know how old she is? Look at her. She looks like she's about 70 years old. How old do I look? Well, you're a human, so I'd guess you were 38. Yeesh. Yeah, the tanning didn't go well <laughs> yeah, for Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's 16, uh, but he does. He's a rough 16. <laughs> he's a real A lot of hookers <laughs> and blow 16. He's real rough 16. Um, Mentally. You're about 10 years off. Oh. <laughs> I said See? what I yeah, I said what I said. T- <laughs> Time is not kind to you folks. And you will never become fairies for this reason. Time has no meaning. Well, if there's no passage of time here, then we will Can never age. Old? There's no time here, but your body will wear out. Well wear out before I become a fairy. Oh yes. <laughs> Dang it. About about point oh 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 one percent of the time necessary to become a fairy will pass. Bef- What's a percent? Uh, a percent is an amount per hundred. So percent, cent being one hundred. Uh, so two percent is two for every one hundred. Come on, Thomas's I thought you were eye. an intellectual. You're gonna see Thomas's <laughs> eyes just like glass over. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I grow bored of this. Do you Let's have wings? Have some sport. Sport, everyone, and everyone behind him. I don't like. Saying, I, I don't think I want sport. Huzzah! Some sport. Yes, indeed. All right. The only legend I know of fairies is is not the sport I want to play. We are going to play. Fight the tree. Now, okay. fight the tree, and he disappears. Everyone, give me some initiative. What? No. Okay. All right. So at least this was our thinking of. I thought it was going to go the wild hunt route, and I'm like, that's not the that's not the one that's not the, the sport most, I like to play. The most dangerous game, except for uh, you know the the ghost demon dogs and the ghost riders of fairies all trying to murder you. I got ten. Okay. I got ten. <laughs> Drummond. Drummond got a five. <laughs> wow. We are not looking to Wow, good. you can really dance. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And if you can't dance, then you're no friend of mine. <laughs> if a friend's gonna dance, <laughs> you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Uh, wow, you can really dance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you can really dance. <laughs> Men don't dance, and if they don't dance, they ain't no friends of mine. <laughs> Why did you coax this guy into tree fighting? I didn't. I want to know what a tree fight is. You better learn today. <laughs> We're he gonna... just picks up a whole tree and wails us with it. You're going to learn today and you're not going to like it. <laughs> All right. Fight a tree. <clears throat> so, in this enormous room, in addition to the various areas for relaxation, there are a number of small to moderately sized trees growing about. The one closest to you looks old and craggy, but not too large, begins to creak and groan. Freddy, you are at the top of initiative. What is it that you do? Say what is happening again. So, in this large room, in addition to all of the small areas for relaxation, there are trees that grow throughout to provide structure and sort of break it up. Mm -hmm. The one nearest to you, which looks... Craggy and quite ancient, but not too large, begins to creak and groan, as though being pushed by hurricane force winds, though of course, no such winds exist. Is it like bending towards me? Not yet. I mean, I'm sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm the top of the order. Yes, you are. I hide behind Draman. <laughs> I know. I'm going to grab you. Do I get a reaction to that? I'm going to grab you and get you back in front of me. You're first. Be first. No, you don't get you a reaction. You were part of this tree thing, so deal with it. I didn't do any of this. It was all him. Thomas, you're up next. Uh, Freddy has just cowered behind Draman. If you hide behind him, I'm killing us all. All right. I have no idea what's about to happen. I pull down my armor, start peeing, and spin in a circle. <laughs> it's done. We're This is over. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike on myself. Okay. And move up to the tree that's groaning. <laughs> All right. Are you going to attack it with your face again? <laughs> Remember, you still... Uh... And I'm going to try to think, like like what Pierce said, think of not like how fast I'm moving, but how slow I actually want to go. Okay. All right, that's not what Pierce said. That's what... Um, or what? What the guy? What F man said? <laughs> Fanfilis. No, he's F man. He's F man now. My man is. You can also call him the Archer. Yeah. I like F man. I like F man. F man is actually the evolution of fuckboy. <laughs> what, what, fuck, what a fuckboy grows up. <laughs> He's an archer, or archer, uh, fairy king. I'm 55 years old. I never button the top three buttons. I live in Florida. No, I have a boat. (laughs) Let's get that turn from you, Thomas. You're doing the spell. Yep. All right. Um, give me an arcana check. I got to roll high for this one. Mm. That's an 11. Yeah, you get it. Uh, You managed to moderate. Oh, yeah. I got to roll again. Sorry. 
Yeah, you do. I got an 11. All right. Man, every time a disadvantage, it doesn't matter with you. Um, oh, no, it, it it has a few times. So, every time it matters. So you manage to uh, compensate for the the exaggerated ma- magical effects of this area and cast a spell exactly how you want it to be. And I'm going to... Shoot it with my bow. Okay. Uh, make an attack roll, please. I get. Do I get disadvantage on my attack? Or no? Um, or is that only against the witches? I think it's only, it's only against the witches. Gotcha. And I'm also going to keep in track with the archer set. And believe <laughs> okay. in the will of the arrow. And try to let it go where it will. Okay. Anything happens with that? Or do I just find out when I shoot mm, it? Just shoot. <laughs> Come on, F boy. It's going to whip around Draman and hit me in the leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's a um, 23. You hit. Does that count as advantage? How close are we to it? You're pretty close. No one's next to it. Yeah, I'll give you advantage on this one. It it's still a, unable to does it, defend or block in any does way. Does it count as a surprise attack? Uh, yeah, since you have advantage. On this one. Because it can't yeah. move or block in any way. So that means it counts to critical. Yes. 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 Roll your your <laughs> pile of dice. Do I roll my uh, sneak attack dice again or just my D8? Um, it's a critical, so you roll all the dice again. That's a 30 damage. Okie doke. The will of the arrow is strong. All right. You see the arrow go thunk into the side of the tree and stay there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, I. You hit the tree. I mean, I I expect. I didn't really expect a different result, but I was hoping. That is exactly (laughs) why I hid behind Drawman. I have no idea what's happening. Fire. Um. The the tree continues to groan loudly, and you see the grassy ground around it start to lift up as individual roots pull themselves out of the ground and start to push the entire tree up out of the ground. Okay? It uses its entire turn basically to free itself from the soil. Drummond, it is your turn. <clears throat> I hide behind Freddy. No, I don't. <laughs> we just keep moving backwards, just hiding behind each other. So I um heeding again what the archer said uh about magic. Um I am gonna keep that in mind and attempt to cast a spell, uh thinking the whole time about making it concentrated and smaller. What spell are you trying to cast? Spirit Guardians. You're still using raw magic. This isn't the divine energy that you are used to wielding, but you know how that is supposed to feel. And you will it into the appropriate shape. And Spirit Guardians normally results in these angels flying about you. Nothing of the sort happens. It's just these motes of light that orbit you at a rapid pace. And I'm going to use the rest of my turn to use my movement to get within, uh, to put spirit guardians within range of the tree. 
situation. Okay. Remind me what happens with spirit guardians, please. Um, okay. So when you, uh, oh, I designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it. So our whole party, including, um, our friend. Okay. Um, uh, an affected creature speed is halved in the area, and when it enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw, um, 3d8 half on a fail. Uh, on a, on a failed save, yeah, a creature takes 3d8, so half on a half on a save. Okay. Um, you said that they look like, uh, because it's either they're either good or bad, so that they still follow my alignment? They just look like motes of light. Okay, so it's, ra- so it's either radiant or necrotic based on alignment uh then it would be still radiant, radiant. okay yeah. so 3d8 your radiant. alignment hasn't changed yeah okay uh that brings us back to the top of the order freddy what are you doing drummond is surrounded by an by a whole bunch of motes of light orbiting him rapidly thomas shot him with an arrow definitely an arrow in him is that the only tree that's moving that's the only tree that's moving i'm gonna <clears throat> Use two sorcery points and twin spell a firebolt at the tree. Okay. Nice. Do I roll attack? Uh, Yeah, you normally roll attack, don't you? Yeah. I just didn't know if it could block or anything. The tree. <laughs> it is It is out of the ground and in motion. Okay. I gotcha. It, it, it is now a living tree. Gotcha. Was it not a living tree before? It is now an animated tree. 23. You hit. 23. 12 damage. Okay, so these two firebolts impact the the bark of the tree. One lower down on the trunk, one further up in the boughs. And it burns off any nearby leaves. It burns the nearby twigs and leaves the bark that it touches smoldering beneath it, leaving these great big black sooty scars okay thomas yours cool so your spirit guardians are within five feet of the tree right spirit guardians are not a combatant they do not provide yeah not not for that advantage the tree hasn't taken a turn yeah it didn't it pulled itself out of the ground oh okay oh so it's before me okay Mm -hmm. is it an enemy of the target your spirit no, they're, they're not. They indi- don't they're count. Not individuals. They're not individuals. Ah. Ah. Trying. Right. I'm gonna light a torch and yeet it at the tree. Okay. Um. Give me an attack roll. All right. Would it be dexterity? Because I'm tossing something. Yeah. Cool. That's 17. Uh, you hit. Uh, roll me. Over a D four, please. Three. All right, you definitely catch several leaves and smaller twig parts on fire as you get the torch, uh, kind of caught in one of the one of the crooks of a branch. Okay. Cool. Then, as a bonus action, I'm going to use Hunter's Mark and mark the target. Okay. And that ends uh, Zephyr's Strike. So when Zephyr's Strike ends, I get to make an additional attack against the creature, dealing a 1d8 of uh, force damage. Okay. Roll your uh, damage. 
Eight. Okay. And then I get to move 30 feet, like an additional 30 feet. Towards where are you moving? I'm going to move towards the door of the manor. Okay, so that is away from the tree, just yes. so you know. Yeah, okay. I'm going to move 30 feet away from the tree, and then I'm going to mark the tree with my hunter's mark. So, Thomas, as you cast that hunter's mark spell to indicate your target during this battle, it's it, it starts out feeling just like normal. Uh you, the spell goes like it normally does, except it doesn't stop there. The power continues beyond your ability to contain it. And you feel something bulge out of your forehead, and suddenly you realize that you are looking from a slightly different perspective because you are seeing from three eyes, not merely two. You have an eye in your forehead now. <laughs> that makes it the monster's turn Draman, you're the closest it rushes towards you it has to take damage <clears throat> wisdom saving throw it fails uh, give me the d8s <laughs> give me the deets alright so that's uh, what 15. 15 total radiant damage Okay, dokie. So it rushes towards you. And it's speed is halved. That's fine. It's not that far away. <laughs> and it actually moves surprisingly quickly for a creature of that size. Uh, coming towards you at what seems to be top speed. And using its enormous thick roots to smack you. It makes... Two of these attacks. Both of which miss completely, but leave deep scars in the ground on either side of you. Drummond, it's your turn. Uh, so how close is it to me? It is right in front of you. Right in front of you me? You are in striking distance of its root system. Its and root it's, ball. Okay. And, uh, okay. Um, so it's rushed on me, uh, up on me. Um, so I'm going to instinctually reach out and... Uh, Cast inflict wounds on it. Okay. Go ahead and I guess make your touch attack. Uh that'd be twenty-four to hit. You hit? Okay, well it's twenty-three. Twenty-three damage? Uh points of necrotic damage, yeah. So you you cast this spell. The energy, again, it's not divine. This seems strange and foreign. It's not like it normally feels. You shape it with your will into what it should be using the using the words, using the feeling, using the motions, but the follow-through overpowers you. And as you sort of push that lance of necrotic energy in into the tree, it's like you continue. You fall through the tree somehow, and when you're done tumbling, you realize that you are now 20 feet on the other side of the tree. Okay. That's some heckin' follow-through. Yeah, that's <laughs> followed all the way through. Uh, you don't know how you got there? It seems like you passed just... You were you were there one moment, and now you're here. Okay. Freddy, it's your turn. Uh, how's the tree looking? Very uh, smoky. It has a lot of scars, both fire-based and radiant and necrotic. 
I mean, you've done a good. You've done all the fire damage. I threw a torch at it. Oh, okay. The f- magical fire damage. I feel like I'm pretty much useless in this fight. <laughs> I'm gonna magic missile it. Okay. So that was eleven damage, and then I use my quicken spell. Use two more sorcery points and cast firebolt as a bonus action. Okay. Uh, hold on. All right. Rent sorcering it up. And now I'm finally using my stuff. 19 to hit. Hits. Did I not tell you guys that I actually am a useful spellcaster? Uh-huh. I actually can. <laughs> You're over there yeeting torches. <laughs> Six fire damage. Okay. You cast your magic missiles and then immediately follow up with a firebolt. And... The tree staggers under the impacts of these various blows. The fire especially seems to be to be harming it greatly. But you realize that everything feels weird. Like you're you're used to your magic being wild and uncontrollable, but this is an entirely new level when you collapse to the ground and realize that that you don't have feet right now. Where are my feet? You don't know. It could be that they're invisible and you can't feel them. It could be that they're somewhere else. It could be that they're gone completely. You're prone. Fantastic. Okay. Thomas, it's your turn. All right. I'm going to run up to the tree. Okay. I'm going to try to set it on fire by lighting it on fire. Okay. I'm going to give it an attack of opportunity because it has a sort of it has a very wide area of attack and you're trying to do like a specific action that takes two hands and attention to make happen. Okay? All right. Does a 23 hit? Yes. So as you run up to set this fire, a large root hits you, just smacks you across the side of the head, dealing 15 damage uh, and knocking you to your knees you're able to get up and continue your movement towards it should you so desire but it definitely hurt you along the way yeah i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing okay make a survival check disadvantage of course Fifteen. all right you're able to get uh like a, a plug of tinder burning and where are you trying to put it um, by the root ball. Right, and you stuff it deep into the root ball where it's a little damper, a little, there's more dirt down there, but it's firmly lodged. And now it is, it's just a matter of time to see, will this start spreading? Will this engulf? It is there though. We can check back next turn to see right. its effect. How far away from the tree was I? You had been quite a distance. Yeah. Um, I'd say it used up most of your movement to get here and do that. I, I, I won't do anything. So another attack of opportunity. No, uh, it only gets one attack of opportunity. Oh, cool. Turn. Then I'll move 15 feet away. Okay, cool. Yep. It's the, the tree's turn. It has the option to choose between Draman, still prone on the ground behind it, uh, 20 feet. 
or Thomas 15 feet away. It chooses Thomas. It's coming after you. And is it within? You are 20 feet away from it. So what's the radius? On Spirit Guardians. Uh, 15 foot radius, yeah. So it's outside. Yeah. Um, it's rushing over to you, Thomas. It is going to make two root attacks. Does a 12 hit? No. Does a 17 hit? Uh, my AC is 17. So it does. And the first root, you're able to dodge out of the way, but the second one uh, catches you in the knee when you're, you know, looking at the first. It gives you a painful smack for 14 damage, but you are left standing. Gotcha. Drummond, what are you doing? Getting over to it. Okay. Um... I'd say you can make it there. No, because it's 35 feet away from you. Yeah, so I have 30 feet of movement, and then I have 20 feet of teleport. Oh, yeah, you're good. You can teleport. (laughs) 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 Teleport 20 feet and then move 15? (laughs) 30. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, you... You think about how it felt to move through that tree. You think that again. You feel that again. And you appear 20 feet closer to the tree. And I'm going to do the same thing again. I'm going to get right up on it. Um, I guess behind it this time. If it has it, It doesn't have. It's a tree. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and cast inflict wounds again. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's an 18 to hit. Hits. Uh, it's 20 total damage. 20 total necrotic damage. You punch another uh, another large amount of necrotic damage into this thing. And this time, your, your hand comes away with a chunk of just rotted tree pulp as an enormous gouge is left in it. And as you do, there's this... There's this twinge that's been in your knee for the past year. A while ago, uh, you got back in Caton, you got kicked by a mule, and it's just like it healed. You did all the spells, you healed yourself, but the twinge has been there for a year now. But now it's gone. And you just feel generally a bit more spry, a bit more energetic, <laughs> you know, ready to, all right. ready to hit the town. On Friday nights. Whatever. Freddy, it's your turn. <laughs> sure. Yeah, all right. I dig. I dig. How's the tree looking now? Very bad. <laughs> it's mostly not there. Don't fire yet. Not quite. I'm going to resolve that on your turn. Gotcha. Sacrifice my blood for this. I hit it with another firebolt. Okay. Um. Roll attack. 11. Uh, it sails off into the distance beyond the... Well, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tides of Chaos! Uh, I don't know if that's advantage on an attack. I think that's an ability check, right? No, gain advantage on saving throw attack or ability check. Oh, Yeah, it's basically any d20. Wow. Yeah, I will use that. Okay. So you cast this fire bolt into the air. It goes wide completely. 
and then begins to arc back around. It hits the tree on on the reverse side. In it just explodes among the leaves and the branches up top, showering you, and I guess Thomas is on this side as well, with embers and bits of burning wood and bark and leaf and twig. And there's definitely a couple of hot spots on your on your sleeves and on your your chest that you have to put out quickly. And the tree creaks and topples in over onto the ground with a crash of breaking limbs. And then Thomas the root ball catches on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Yay. I feel useful. Would you would you get Oh remember remember, Freddie, that your feet are still disappeared. And you begin to glow. <laughs> Just as as it starts, <laughs> as the root ball starts burning, Freddie, you begin glowing. That's my boy, Glowy McNubbins. At, at first, rather dimly, but it gets brighter and brighter until, really, it's somewhat painful to look at. I'm the rapper Lil Nub. <laughs> Glowy nubs. <laughs> it was shining bright like a star. Are, are you a firework? Yep. Down bright like a diamond. <laughs> Can't move like a diamond. <laughs> a well, lava little lamp. nub is done. He's looking like turn. a lava lamp. <laughs> all right. Now, what are you all doing? Is the tree done? It's over on its side, uh, and it crackles as it burns. Freddie, where are your feet? Well, I'm yelling for help because I can't get up. <laughs> I'm... I'm gonna like I'm squinting as I'm walking over. Like somebody help me! I can't see you. It's too bright. I think something happened to my feet. What? What happened to your feet? I I honestly have no I'm idea. Covering I think all, I'm still in shock. I'm covering all three of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this was the weirdest battle we've ever had. Can I please permanently have all three eyes? Nope. Like I don't even need the advantage. I just want to have all three eyes. Nope. nope. I. <laughs> I teleport over there and stand you up and then teleport back. <laughs> so now I'm just standing on my nubs, just yeah. rocking, like yeah. trying to. Well, I don't want to end my balanced. turn there. So I'm like, <laughs> stand you up, run back. I'm covering like my bottom two eyes and my top eyes just like, <laughs> like just periscoping around. So yeah, you all look Are at we... each other. <laughs> and this is what some just weird happened. Stuff. I, I, I don't think I want to do magic anymore. <laughs> you guys, we just became like Kmart X Men <laughs> in the span of a couple turns. We're the discount circus. <laughs> Kmart X Men. We're the K Men. Oh man, where'd that F man go? <laughs> but no, that is a good question. Where'd the F man go? Are we still in combat? No. Um, where'd the archer go? When you now look around, things being calm again, you see that in the in the buildings built into the upper portions of the the sort of tree walls that form the bulk of this place, there are countless figures who are all looking down at you. And they seem to be quite wrapped with attention, mostly motionless, completely silent. 
And Fantalus is on one of the lower observation decks, if you will. And he looks somewhat cross. He says, well, that, that was not as much fun as I thought it was going to be. It's two more. You... I wanted excitement, guys. I mean, that was weird, but not, <laughs> not exactly fun. It was that's, weird, all right. That's about how our group does stuff. <laughs> did, I mean, did you guys enjoy it? Did you have fun? Not at all. No? Let's not do that again. <sighs> I well, I'm not having much fun. Please stop summoning trees. What do we do to you? Well, I was just trying to have fun. I'm sorry. Well, we'll don't, find other games to play. Don't antagonize the Fairy King, please. I don't want to end up on a, on a pike for eternity. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to be a mushroom that can talk. No, we'll, we'll find other games. All right. Well, and in an instant, he appears back down in front of you. And so do the courtiers. And most of the figures up top, they disappear. And the courtiers are, they're grumbling. They are discontented, not angry, just maybe a little upset. And Phantalus, the archer, he comes over to you. And he says, I'm sorry that wasn't very much fun. I'll think of a more diverting game for next time. Why don't you all get back to normal? Can you do can you do that for me? Can you put away your weird eye and your no feet? Put away the lack of feet, please. I don't know. You're how. fine. I don't... He says to Draman. It usually wears off. So anyway, we just wait? I am I think I'm gonna go on a walk. Yeah, a nice walk. I'll see y'all later. And he just leaves. And his following of courtiers pursues him out of the door. Or out of the, the empty space that passes for a door in this strange, strange place. everyone before i let you go i just wanted to say thank you as always for listening to the show in fact thank you even more than usual because again i know it's been a bit if you haven't already be sure to check us out on facebook instagram and twitter to stay up to date with everything going on with stronghold our next release should be in about two weeks and until then keep it nerdy